Hi and welcome to this episode of our podcast, In One Ear and Out the Other, brought to you by Nexavitz. I'm Emma Franklin and today I'm talking to George Watson. Hi George. G'day Emma, nice to see you again. Thanks George, thanks for having this chat with us. I know that one of your areas of special interest is bulls and all things to do with bulls fertility. So I wanted to have a chat with you so you could talk to our listeners about why having their bulls semen tested and fertility tested might be a good idea. Thanks, that sounds great. Why is it? Why should bulls be tested? Well, bulls should be tested because we're trying to capitalise on the AB period that's preceded the natural mating period. And up to 20% of bulls can be failed pre-mating for fertility issues. So it's an important way to maximise our pregnancy rates and avoid disappointment when it comes to scanning time. That's huge. So one in five bulls could be failing that pre-mating fertility testing. Yes, that's the stats we're seeing uh, from numerous resources across the literature and it's also what we see on a daily basis in the Anexa uh, veterinary team. Yeah okay and so it's really an insurance policy and many of our farmers I find are probably running fairly close to the wire in terms of having the minimum number of bulls recommended and so if one in five of those bulls aren't doing the job they need to then they're really going to be underpowered. Correct. It's a risk management sort of program so that we give your bull an assessment on his likelihood of being infertile or subfertile during the upcoming mating period. It's not a guarantee, but it gives us the lowest risk of having bull breakdowns as a cause of poor pregnancy rates in our cow herds. Okay, perfect. Um, what are the sort of things that you might see in bulls that cause them to fail the fertility test? For a start, they might be undergrown and just generally not capable of performing the physical efforts of serving cows and heifers. They might be lame and they may have other abnormalities with their reproductive organs, such as the penis or the testicles. And then later on, we'll talk about the semen itself and what that can do in relation to their fertility. Okay, so it's a combination of structural, growth, mechanical, injury, illness, all of those things can contribute to a bull ending up failing the test. Absolutely. It's a very dynamic test and bulls can fail for all sorts of reasons. Okay. And you say dynamic, so that means that the results they get today may not be the same as the results they would get next week, for example. Unfortunately, it's really only a assessment on the day. And yes, injuries and disease can fall in place after the time we've assessed them and that can affect their fertility then. But okay. it's a risk assessment. Yeah, it's all about that risk management. Okay, got it. So if somebody is interested in having their bulls tested, let's talk through what do they need to have in place on their property or their farm for us to be able to get out there and do the bull testing? Firstly, we just need a yard such as the milking yard or a large holding yard where we can assess the bulls physically from a distance, watch them walk and just generally take in their physical appearance. Okay. So will body condition score them as you see locomotion scoring? Major swellings, anything that stands out to the eye as being abnormal, we note that down straight away. Okay. From there, we'll walk him up a vet race. A high railed vet race is really important because bulls will decide to jump out of vet races. And we also need an open-sided vet race, so gaps between the rails so that we can examine his penis and the testicles and the feet uh, when we walk him up the vet race. A head bale's nice but it's not necessarily essential. Just a short area of the vet race that we can restrict the bulls to will be fine. And what about in terms of having people to be able to manage those bulls and move those bulls around? One or two staff members is always handy. Uh, often the vet may bring an assistant with them from one of our staffing areas, such as the technicians, but a couple of staff members is handy to help manage the bulls safely and make sure that we can progress quickly and proficiently for you. 
Okay, because it actually doesn't take that long really to do these boys, does it? Not long at all. I'd estimate about 20 minutes per bull once we're up and running. Okay, perfect. Uh, do they need power? Power's handy. We need a power source for the microscope. We can run that off our vehicles, but it's often easier if we've just got a power point there and a bench that we can set the microscope up close by to the vet race so that we can quickly examine the semen once we've got a sample. Okay, perfect. We know then what facilities need to be in place. When you go out to do the job, can you talk me through what it actually looks like for somebody who's maybe never had this happen before? Of course. So we'll walk the bulls around the pen quickly and assess them physically. Then we'll put them up the vet race one at a time. We'll restrain them in the vet race, either by the head rail or a bar or rope behind them. And then we evaluate them more closely physically. So at this time, we'll take down their ear tag numbers so that we can record all their details of the testing next to their name. Do you do BVD testing or vaccinating at the same time as the fertility testing? It's a great time to do both. So we can bleed them and vaccinate them and test that they're both PI negative and that they are protected with the vaccine prior to entering your herd. Okay, perfect. And we start with a palpation and a measurement of the scrotal circumference and the scrotal contents of the bull. Why is the scrotal circumference important? Scrotal circumference is linked to the daily sperm output of each bull. So bulls with larger scrotal circumferences within normal measurement ranges can produce more sperm per day than a bull with a smaller testicular circumference. And therefore, they can serve more cows per day. Interestingly enough, it's also linked to heifer fertility later on. So the age at which they reach puberty is earlier in bulls with larger scrotal circumferences. That is really interesting. Right, so you've done the external examination, make sure that everything is looking good with the scrotum, with the penis, then what? So after that, we will use our arm with a rectal glove on it and we will rectally palpate the bull's sex glands or accessory sex glands internally. It's a bit like a preg test for a cow. We gently feel all of those structures and make sure there's no abnormalities that could lead to uh, poor or damaged semen being produced. So different to the sperm, this is the fluid that goes around the sperm and makes the semen. We just make sure that the structures that produce that semen are all intact and normal. Yeah, and that's a good time where you're able to pick up if they've maybe had an infection in the prostate, for example, or something like that, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. And so then getting on to actually collecting the semen sample. So we'll use an electro-ejaculator, which also goes rectally, and that provides a low uh, sine wave charge to the nerves that supply the penis and those reproductive organs. And it will allow him to get an erection where we can examine the penis, and it will also allow him to ejaculate and give us a semen sample that allows us to examine that under the microscope for the number of sperm that are there and whether they're actually swimming forwards and capable of fertilising an egg. That's right, because once you're looking at that semen sample, there have to be enough sperm present, but also the sperm that are there have to be capable of swimming to get to the egg. Absolutely. Again, dynamic. They can't just be there. They've got to be there doing the job. It's interesting. Often we will collect bulls that haven't done much work or ever worked, and they often give us what we call a rusty load, and there's a lot of sperm there, but they're not swimming forwards. A subsequent collection, when he's been able to clean out his system, we'll see them swimming in a forwards manner and we pass the bull straight away. Yeah, perfect. So sometimes it's actually not that, it's not a case of you directly failing a bull. It might be a case that we're recommending we come back later on at another date to retest that bull because perhaps they just need a bit more time and then they can pass. You're right. 
It can change very quickly, but it can also be permanent. So we need to retest that bull and make sure we're confident that he's low risk for reproductive failure. Which I think brings us nicely then to the question of how long before mating should these tests be carried out? What's the window? Ideally, we'd like a couple of months because that's about the time it takes a bull to produce a new round of semen and sperm. However, realistically, as long as we're there a couple of weeks before they're due to start working, we can make an assessment on the individual bulls and we can put a plan in place should larger numbers of bulls fail than we would like for replacement bulls to be purchased or leased or obtained. Yeah, and I guess it's just, it's all back to information as power. Having that information in front of us allows people to make choices and look at the different options. Yeah, correct. I often say to people, with reproduction failure, we're always looking in the rearview mirror. So this is our one opportunity to pre-plan and give us the best chance of not having to look in the rearview mirror and see a car crash. I like that analogy. I might steal that one for myself. Thanks, George. On that note, I'm just going to say thank you, George. That's been really helpful and really useful to go through all of the different aspects involved in bull fertility testing. Thanks, Emma. It's been enjoyable. Well, thank you for listening today. You can catch our other episodes of this podcast, In One Ear and Out the Other, wherever you get your podcasts from or from our website at anexa.co.nz.